Hello everybody, welcome back to the weekly groceries where I will be delivering to you fresh, ripe and juicy food for thought, food for heart, food for your soul and we talk about life and growing the garden of our lives together so thank you so much for tuning in and being here today I'm your host, Catherine and I'm coming at you from a place of going through quite a lot of processing over these past few weeks. We had the uh, partial solar eclipse in Taurus the other day, which I feel like lately I've really been feeling the potency of these moon cycles. Like we had a super uh, full moon in Libra the other week, which I, I believe I referenced in the last weekly groceries. Um, but I felt a lot of heavy emotion coming up for me then and also on this solar eclipse I just felt super overwhelmed so if anyone else has been feeling those intense energies uh, bubbling and arising up to the surface just know that it's all part of the cosmic cauldron uh, cooking up good things for you this is actually for your benefit this is for your growth this is to help you transmute anything that is no longer value added to your life so that you can upgrade to the next level and that's kind of what I want to be talking about in this weekly groceries is about upgrading to the next level and essentially upgrading back into your original greatness and letting go of the negative programs that you've been accumulating throughout your life because a lot of times we talk a lot in the spiritual community about uh, programming and your conditioning but what does this actually look like on a tangible uh, physical real level how can we actually start letting go of these things not only uh, as thought beliefs and belief systems in our minds but also how do we get let go of the accompanying behaviors that have been kind of inculcated into our conditioned personality so before we get into that juicy topic let me pour you a, a drink today we have this beautiful flask firstly this is a really lovely flask uh, with your hot tea all sitting inside there um, we've got peppermint tea with this herb extraction slash tincture that my friend taught me how to make. This is the herb uh, Shisandra, I believe that's how you say it. Uh, unfortunately, I can't actually, I'm not a herbologist, but my friend is very, very talented um, and skilled in all things herbs. He's like a herb maniac, but a good one. <laughs> and he told me about this herb Shisandra ages ago and how to dilute it with alcohol to make your own tincture. Um, I can't recite any of the benefits, but I believe this is, this is good stuff. So you're in good hands. You're in good hands. I'm going to take care of you. So just sit back, relax. We will enjoy this lovely cup of tea together. If you're, uh, you know, at home watching this or wherever you are in the world watching this, comment down below letting me know where you are. Uh, around the world and how you're doing as well. How's your week been? Have you been feeling the moon energies as much as I have? Seriously, I don't feel like I've ever felt this in sync with what's going on astrologically, but it really feels like, and I'm not an astrologist by the way, I'm not a professional at this, so I can't tell you exactly what is going on in all these uh, different alignments in the sky. That's not really what we're here to do on this channel, although I would quite like to study it in the future maybe. Um, but still we can kind of intuitively connect with what's going on. If you've been feeling kind of this heaviness lately or you've just been feeling in general an intense amplification of the feelings that you're already feeling um, and you've kind of been feeling like there's something bubbling, there's something brewing, there's something coming. And not only do we have uh, spring coming our way and we're welcoming in a new fresh wave of energy, a new fresh season of our lives, this isn't just happening 
in the natural physical world, which by the way, I find it very spectacular that no matter what happens, nature will always prevail. It will always continue to cycle through the seasons, no matter what, it just happens by its own accord. I think that's pretty fucking cool. So cheers to that. Cheers to nature. I love you, nature. Mm. So I'm really thirsty. Let me just, let me just enjoy this sip. Oh, it's so warm. I can feel it going down into my insides. Mm. So this is for you. Again, it's, it's actually for me, but we're going to pretend that it's for you. Um, but not only are we welcoming in the new season of spring on a physical, external level, but also I feel very called towards and called to transmit to you that there is a, for many of you, especially if you're resonating with my channel and you're on the spiritual journey, then there is a new chapter, huge new chapter, a new cycles about to unfurl in your life and it's time for you to welcome them in. But the thing is, when it comes to this kind of stuff, we can't, and I'm sure you've always heard, we can't allow in new beautiful things, new heights of abundance, new heights of love, new heights of connection, and new heights of a more luxurious and beautiful lifestyle that we do inherently deserve. We can't really let that in and allow that to feel natural, allow that to feel habituated into who we are so that it's like, yeah, effortless, I feel good, I feel like this is what I deserve and this is coming naturally to me. We must let go first, we must make space for that and create the energetic space to welcome in new higher levels of love and new higher levels of beauty. So that's what I'm really feeling for not only myself, but also for the collective at this time. So kick your feet up get comfortable, we are about to take a journey talking about rewiring negative programs and the reason I am talking about this is because I've really been reflecting on the lingering programs of unworthiness that I have recently become way more conscious of that are still running uh, habitually in my life and it's really taken a lot of time to process and reflect on how does unworthiness manifest not only in thoughts such as oh i'm no good for this i could never do that i could never have that or i don't deserve this or i'm unworthy there's something wrong with me they are like the mental uh, intellectual kind of ways that unworthiness can manifest through thought patterns in your mind but there's also another layer to it it's not just a case of noticing how this belief is in our mind and then observing our mind and choosing to detach from it, it also, I've recently realized, manifests in our unconscious tendencies and behaviors and habits. And I'm gonna give you some examples of this to really delve into what I'm talking about so that we can become aware of the ways that we actually are playing out patterns of lack. We are playing out patterns of scarcity in terms of not allowing more money in, not allowing more love in. And I spoke about this in the last weekly groceries episode, so you can check that out if you have not watched it. But the insights, the insights have just kept on going, they've kept on coming, and I really feel like I want to share with you the things that I've recently been kind of downloading from the ether about uh, really coming back into your greatness. Because, for example, and I've said this on the channel before, positive affirmations and telling yourself, I am worthy, I am deserving, I easily attract money, I easily attract love. They are all well and good, like they are very useful. They can be very productive in reminding us of the truth of who we are and the truth of what we actually deserve at our core because we're all connected to divinity, we're all connected to godliness. So who's to say you are not exempt from this and that you actually do deserve 
beautiful things as well, just as much as everyone else that has it as well. But it's the, affirma the affirmations are reminders to help us remember our deservedness, to help us remember our value, but they can only take us so far because we can use affirmations consciously, but then if we still don't deal with the unconscious manifestations of unworthiness, if we still don't deal with the unconscious feelings of shame that are blocked inside of us that have been sitting there dormant for years and years and years because we repress them, I'll go more into this, so continue to listen because I'm going to explain you know, how this, how this unworthiness can brew and fester uh, within us and within our energetic bodies as well. We have to really deal with the ways in which the unconscious and the subconscious are actually drawing us back from what we desire, are drawing us back from what we actually deserve to receive. And I've recently been realizing just this stark contrast between what my conscious, oops, the tea. <laughs> Sit there, tea, make yourself nice and comfortable in the leaves. <laughs> but I've really been noticing this stark contrast between what my conscious mind and what my conscious self is saying I deserve this, I want this, I am connected to love, I am connected to feeling wealthy, I am connected to feeling luxury, I am a goddess. Me consciously saying that and me consciously attempting to feel that within myself and remember that. And also, on the contrary, the unconscious self, the unconscious self that is tied within my past experiences that is still conditioned to believe that actually no, you don't deserve that. And the thing about our conditioning is that it's this accumulation of different thought patterns, different emotions, different beliefs about the world and what we deserve, that we, it kind of forms this, this crust, this crust around our true self. It obfuscates the truth of us really seeing who we really are and what we are actually capable of, our true potential of being a magnet. Because the truth is, the truth really is, that because you are connected to, to divinity, you are magnetic at your core. And you, at your core, your pure highest self that is connected to that love, that is connected to divinity, knows that you are valuable and that you deserve to be wealthy, you deserve to have good health, that you deserve to be heard, that you deserve to be seen, that you deserve to be listened to, that you deserve to have your ideas put out there, that you deserve to attract towards you good things. Your purest, truest self already knows this. And then when we go into the world and we are human, we're living this human 3D experience, different things start to happen where we begin to internalize different things about what we deserve and the reality that we uh, kind of cling on to experiencing. So for example, if you experience something when you are younger, and I'm gonna actually give some tangible real examples from my own life so that we can get more intimate talking about how this actually applies to our lives. Um, but I recently noticed that there's a part of me that has really felt this urge to upgrade to the next level of um, living a more luxurious lifestyle. And I am con consciously desiring this, I'm consciously feeling like, yes, this is what I want. I'm ready to go to the next level. I'm ready to live a life of opulence. I'm ready to invite more money in. I'm ready to take up more space, take up more space in terms of my business and my ideas. However, I can consciously say this and my true self really is connected to this and knows this, but there's a part of my subconscious that is, that is drawing me back from investing in 
items that are more expensive, like clothes. So I recently noticed, and I'd like you to start reflecting on the ways in which your, uncon your unworthiness man might manifest in these different tendencies and behaviours. So for me, when it comes to clothes, for example, I haven't allowed myself to invest in high quality, beautiful clothes that I absolutely love. And I've kind of just been wearing hand-me-downs from my sister or my mum or just kind of buying things from the charity shop being like, oh, you know, this is okay, this is nice, but not something that I actually really adore. And my partner recently said to me, you know, in this one lifetime that you have, don't you want to wear and buy things that you absolutely adore? Don't you deserve to feel that beautiful wearing clothes that just make you feel so good and that make you really feel connected to your unique self? And when he said that, I really just stopped for a second and I was like, you are totally right. Like this one lifetime that you have is not about settling. It's not about um, going below what your desires are, truly. It's okay to dream big. It's okay to think big. It's okay to believe that your container can be that expansive that you look at something like a big, beautiful house or something that you really desire, like a really nice car. And, you know, we're just talking on the material level, but even in terms of your career, you could look at that, that great job or career or dream passion that you have and really connect to that in a way that doesn't seem like it's something far away from you but actually truly believe in this one lifetime that you have that that's something that I can have that's something that I deserve to have and a lot of us are actually afraid to dream big we're afraid to really step into that space where we allow in that luxury and it's time for you in this new unfurling season to really reflect on what is stopping you from upgrading to that next level for you it might feel and you know for me personally it's like a, a lifestyle of luxury of opulence of wearing things that I actually really love of being surrounded by beauty and I noticed that as a part of me the subconscious that I recently had to become aware of because this is how these um, feelings of undeservedness or unworthiness manifest into our behavior and if we don't flick on the switch of awareness and become conscious of these things, we're going to keep experiencing the same reality where we're like, I'm working harder or I'm doing all these things, but my reality isn't changing. Like the external reflection in the mirror is not changing. Like, oh, maybe I have not found that relationship yet. Or maybe I have not attracted the kind of tribe that I want to surround myself with. Or maybe I have not attracted that money that I really want to f see in my bank account. And then we question why, what's going on? Even though you're using the affirmations, even though you're telling yourself and you're feeling good, maybe there is a part of the uh, unconscious self that we need to start bringing into the light because otherwise these patterns are gonna play out just over and over again on a loop because it's acting out of your conditioned past. So because, for example, I grew up in an environment where money always seemed scarce, money was always a problem for my parents. I remember, and I'm even, you know, in the, in the interactions and conversations that I have with my parents today, I'm really observing, you know, the ways in which my family speaks about money and has trouble with money. Like money's hard to get by. We have to buy things that are cheaper. Like, no, no, we're not going to that more expensive place because we can't afford it. And it was this kind of concept of, can I afford this? That I realized was actually permeating my life right now. So, I consider myself someone that is good at saving money and good at finding out you know what's cheapest to buy but i found myself 
in my unconscious behaviours, which I only recently became aware of, more obviously, um, I started to notice, oh, I gravitate towards things that are on sale. I gravitate towards things that are discounted. I gravitate towards the cheaper option. I never really look at items that are more expensive because the first thing that I look at is the price tag and my subconscious mind is kind of like blocked off from that. It's like, nope, you can't go there. It's like what I was saying earlier about the, the abundance as something that feels outside of you, as something that feels beyond you. So even though my conscious mind is like, I am abundant, I am connected to abundance, money flows effortlessly into my life, there is that inner work. This is the inner work that needs to be done to unravel those things that are still blocked inside of us, that are preventing us from really stepping into our greatness. And so I noticed that, you know, it causes, if I, if I have to pay quite a large amount of money or what my mind considers to be a large amount of money on something, it creates this kind of resistance in me. I feel, I feel this, this, uh, this blockage inside of my body. And some might call it trauma, you can call it whatever, you know, label you, you wish to, but it's kind of like these blockages that get stuck inside of us that prevent us from expanding to the next level. Because the thing about trauma or the thing about resistance or the thing about fear or shame or unworthiness is that they become lodged inside of the body like on a physical level, it becomes embedded in our cells so that whenever something kind of um, challenges, challenges our deservedness, or for example, an example of that is, uh, if I go to purchase something that is more expensive, that is more lavish, that I've not really allowed myself to invest in before, but now I'm feeling like I deserve this. I want this in my life I want to invite that energy into my life so that it feels natural it feels easy then you have to really become acquainted with how is this stored in my body what is preventing me from really stepping up to that next level what is really not allowing me to uh, to soak in and absorb and habituate new levels of abundance and what I mean by habituate is because your past self has acquired this conditioning from your from your upbringing and your childhood like for me I would always hear my parents arguing about money or I would always feel this energy in the air of money's just hard to get by like you can't have more expensive things because we can't afford it so because that kind of environment was something that I was surrounded by innocent me back in the day and also innocent you in your life we we absorb and we take on these different energies we take on un unconsciously of course this is how it becomes part of our unconscious subconscious mind is because we don't know what the fuck's going on we just kind of intuit uh, and collect this data and input this data kind of like a computer and we store it so that if for example you felt a lot of fear or anxiety around you know your parents discussing money or anything that required you to spend money or your parents to spend money on you when you were younger you will inculcate part of that fear or anxiety around money and that becomes part of your belief systems and that becomes embedded in your body so that you know you feel that kind of tension inside of your body whenever people start talking about money or whenever you have to tap your card and spend a bit more or whenever your savings you look at your bank account and your savings appear to be going down if that causes some sort of resistance in you if that causes some sort of tension in you and for me, it's kind of scouting for the ways and observing, really observing deeply the ways in which, you know, I'm trying to cut corners with the things I'm spending on, not going for the more expensive yet higher quality thing, even though I know that that's what I want to invite more energy in of and saying to myself, 
it's not a case of affording things. To, aff to be able to not afford something implies that there is a lack, that you have a lack, and so you need to kind of distribute your money uh, very kind of tightly. But I'm, I'm trying to eradicate the vocabulary of afford just out of my world to say that, you know, if I would like to buy something and I really like it, then surely I deserve to buy that for myself. Not just as an occasional treat, but something that I find to be, you know, is a natural thing. And so what I was saying earlier about your past self is that, hang on, more tea, must have tea. Oh, it's kind of gone cold, one second. This Shisandra, <laughs> this herb, this herb, I had it this morning. I have it with peppermint tea um, because it's got, it's got, uh, the tincture is made from alcohol, it's made from vodka, because uh, that's what my, my friend told me to do to, to preserve it. I felt so calm uh, after it this morning. I think it might be an adaptogen, which means it kind of adapts to your body. I'm not quite sure. But I felt super calm and blissed out this morning when I had it on an empty stomach. And now I'm having it now. I just feel like really energetic and really talkative. Oh, the pleasures of life. I really am British. I do love tea. Anyways, what were we talking about? Okay, so your past self in the environment that you were brought up in. Something, some resistance happens, you know, in these memories that we make. For example, your parents scold you. Your parents scold you and say, don't touch that, don't put that item in the basket, you know we can't afford it. Or they shout at you whenever you are crying or you want, you want some sort of support or guidance or encouragement and they tell you things like, oh, just suck it up or they never really compliment you, or they never really um, tend to you with that solid, deep, loving presence that you require. And of course, you know, we do the forgiveness work to remind ourselves that it's not really inherently their fault, it's just the amount of love that they were able to give at the time. But at those times, when you needed that love, when you needed that encouragement, when you needed that support, or you needed to feel like you were worthy of people's time, like you were worthy of investing in, like you were worthy of having good things, at those times, you formed memories where something got lodged inside of you. It kind of did a jolt within your system where you weren't at your neutral level anymore. You Something happened within you that caused resistance and it caused maybe a feeling of shame. Like if your parents scolded at you, uh, scolded you for being angry or for crying or for needing some sort of attention or encouragement at school saying, you know, you've done really well, I'm super proud of you, you can do it, I believe in you. If that was kind of void, from your environment, then things will be going on internally, like feelings of shame. And because when we're younger, we don't know how to process these things, they, we, we push them away. We push away these uncomfortable feelings. And that's why learning to parent yourself and self-soothe when you're older is so crucial to remember how to actually get in touch with your feelings and feel your feelings of shame, of guilt, of sadness, of self-doubt, so that we can then transmute them. But as a child, let's say that you didn't really know how to do that because they don't teach you how to do this in school or your parents just didn't really show you a good way of dealing with your feelings and you might have felt very alone in that sense. Then that shame, that feeling of, oh, what if I don't deserve people's time? What if I don't deserve people looking after me? What if no one actually really cares about me or loves me or wants to encourage me or whatever it is for you? That becomes stuck because we push it away 
we push away that uncomfortable feeling and then it becomes suppressed it becomes lodged inside of us we kind of we gulp we suck it up just like our parents may have told us to or we kind of shut down in a sense and we withdraw because we're so confused by these feelings and then from those points onwards they get trapped inside of the body and then we also start to accumulate the accompanying beliefs about you know not having enough money or they're not being unconditional love that you can have or that people are going to leave you you know it's, it's different for each of us individually but what is your version of your conditioning what is what are the beliefs that you have collected unconsciously of course through your innocent self that you are still holding on to that you are still attached to and that you are still clinging on to because if we cling and we attach our sense of self into these things really truly believing that we don't deserve goodness and then acting out those same patterns and behaviors of not really allowing ourselves to accept love or to accept um, wealth into our lives, then we're going to keep on experiencing the same reality over and over again. So that was one example of how my past conditioning has infiltrated into my lifestyle and my behaviors now that I'm really finally becoming so conscious of because I am ready to release this and I'm asking you also to be ready to release your conditioning because there's unfortunately a part of you that will hang on to that for dear life because that's all that you've been accustomed to. The thing about your conditioning is that, is that it, it conditions you over time. It, it makes you uh, kind of become accustomed to the same kinds of habits and behaviours and ways of thinking and ways of being and ways of acting as if you think, oh, well, this is just how it's always been. Like money's always been hard to get by. Or no, I could never have that, that job that I want. Or no, I could never do that with my life. I could never pursue my passions. It's not just not for me, or it's not something that I could ever have. Or I could never live in that kind of home. And then we, we stay clinging onto our smallness. We stay stuck there. And the way that you can start freeing yourself of this and upgrading to the new le next level allowing a new cycle of abundance to come in, allowing your container to become so much bigger, so much more expansive, so much more, more full of love and bliss, the things that we all really kind of dream of, then you must process the underlying feelings. So at the core of all unworthiness is suppressed feelings of shame. And shame is not a bad feeling to feel. It doesn't make you any less of a person to still have feelings of shame within you. And shame is related to this core feeling of, I am broken in some way, there is something wrong with me, I can't do things right, I'm just useless, or I, I'm nothing. And that feeling of shame, if we take, for example, the scale of consciousness by David Hawkins, and we look at all the different levels uh, that different emotions resonate on, shame is one of the lowest feelings that we can feel but it doesn't make you any less of a person to experience shame. We all, I truly believe, we all to some degree um, experience as humanity some form of shame, some feeling of, you know, I don't feel good enough or I don't feel deserving enough. But it's what we do with that shame then on that will allow us to move up the way of the scale and remember our true home, our true home of feeling loved, of feeling lovable feeling lovable and feeling like, yes, I deserve great and beautiful things in my life. So we have to firstly acknowledge 
underneath unworthiness and underneath our issues with manifesting or attracting new things into our lives is that there might still be feelings lingering of shame that have been blocked inside of you since you were younger, since you were a child. And I'm gonna give you more examples of the ways in which this might appear in your life, but I would like you to you know, spend some time reflecting on what are the ways in which you are still attached to your smallness because of what other people have told you about who you are what other people have implied about who you are through their actions or their indifference towards you, maybe when you were younger? What kinds of things are you still latching onto about yourself that are essentially you holding onto your smallness? And the reason I ask you to do this and really reflect on this deeply is because the only way to let go of that is to become aware of it first, is to totally observe it with your present conscious attention in the now. And that is the only way that you will really dissolve your past conditioning is through your conscious awareness in the now. So for me, this looks like noticing if I have anxiety or some sort of tension or resistance in my body when I'm tapping my card and investing in something more expensive. And really, because, because my kind of tendencies to want to go for the cheap thing or just not really care about wearing nicer clothes, I'm starting to notice that that's been habituated and the thing about breaking free from our habits is that it requires conscious resistance to our habits to, to rewire in something new. And that bit of tension in the in-between phase, that little gap between your unconscious, small, smaller self and your conscious, present, open self that is open to more expansive realities, that is open to more expansive lifestyle, there is like a gap in between that is like this gap of discomfort. It's kind of like the, your, old, your old conditioned self-image of low self-esteem, not good at attracting relationships, not good in relationships, or doesn't know how to make money. It's like seeing this old self-image playing itself out and then realizing that there is actually your true home, your truest home over here that you are forever connected to. Like this is actually who you truly are. And in order to recognize that and remember that and inculcate that so that that becomes our new reality, that becomes our habituated lifestyle and our, our habituated self, as in, you know, it's just normal for us to spend money on ourselves. It's normal for us to accept love from other people. It's normal to attract the things that we desire. If we wish to return home to this space, then you must really become very cognizant of what is the gap in between that is preventing you from remembering that because it's in those areas of tension that we find that it's hardest, it feels hard to break free from our patterns of low self-esteem playing out. And I remember actually watching the film called Bridesmaids. And I didn't particularly find it that funny, actually, apart from when that girl, um, they're in a wedding. Oh, I don't want to spoil it. Actually, it's okay. Um, they're basically in a wedding shop trying on wedding dresses and this girl ends up shitting in the toilet, like in the sink. And I remember finding that funny. I don't know why, but for some reason I find that um, a lot of us find things related to poo being really funny. <laughs> it's just like, why, why do we have this? It's such a normal human thing. Um, and animals do it, you know, we all do it. But it's like this kind of taboo thing that's like secretly hilarious. Damn, the tea's gone cold again. Hang on. <laughs> um, 
but I remember watching Bridesmaids and I remember thinking that the protagonist I could see and I was observing because this is what I tend to do when I'm watching films is I observe all the characters behavior and try and sort of psychoanalyze them it's kind of like my fun way of making watching TV and watching films like something that I find to be educational and growth oriented instead of just kind of numbing out and watching it which you know I like to do sometimes but I, I really enjoy like analyzing the characters and seeing the ways in which they they act out their own patterns of behavior throughout the film and how they progress through it but I remember watching that and the girl I could see and I could tell that she had low self-esteem she was always going for men that were unavailable she was always really jealous of her friend for getting married and for having another another uh, bridesmaid that she she projected onto the situation that oh she just prefers the other bridesmaid to me and she doesn't really see me as being her best friend and she would kind of always criticize and attack the other women and get jealous of them and I was just observing the ways in which low self-esteem it's not just a belief that we have to become cognizant of we must see the ways in which it leaks out into our unconscious behavior and then in doing so whenever we become cognizant of this kind of behavior in ourselves we don't judge ourselves like when I'm noticing where my resistance to spending and investing in things that are more luxurious, things that are more high price, I have to notice that resistance in me and also not judge myself for still having those lingering uh, behaviours of unworthiness because it doesn't help anyone and it will never help you on your journey to condemn yourself for not being where you want to be. And that's really something that I feel like for the first time really fully deeply feeling and recognizing even though I've said it on my channel and I say it to you guys a lot you know it's okay to not be where you want to be and we are not here to be perfect we are not here to finally just be fully healed and we're always fucking confident all the time and we're always really happy because yes of course there will be a stage in your life where you you reach that but life this is a journey that we're taking. Everyone here is on this kind of spiritual journey. We're on a, we're on a path and we're not gonna get there right away. And this is something that I really feel like for the first time I'm really accepting and surrendering to and allowing myself to be okay with that it's totally okay to be where I am right now. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's a part of me, like I'm only 22 and I don't know how old you are, but you know, wherever you are on your journey, regardless of what age you are, you know, there's always going to be something to work on. There's always going to be parts of ourselves that we need to become more conscious of, different attachments that we have that we need to let go of. And, you know, that's part of the, the beauty of life is that we go through these different seasons and no, no season is really perfect. There is no real idea of perfection. You know, even in this nature, this, this forest that I'm in right now, it's not perfect. But in a way, it kind of is because it's kind of like this organized organized beautiful mess i would say you know there's leaves dying all over the floor but there's also new life being born out of the trees and on the leaves and flowers blooming and in a way you know it looks it looks disorganized but it's also cosmically very beautiful by design and we are also kind of a reflection of nature as well within ourselves so you are perfectly imperfect and i really started to acknowledge within myself that it's okay to really 
be dealing with these heavier, denser things that I consciously thought I'd already worked on. And sometimes, you know, when these things do crop up, when our insecurities do bite back at us, and when things like the solar eclipse and the moon cycles really do purge out those things that have deeply been within us, it's okay to know that, you know, if these things come up, we are just here to deal with them. We are here to find the lesson in them. We are here to find the beauty in them, to see that anything that triggers us, anything that comes our way, any insecurities that come up, any lingering feelings of shame that I'm experiencing and I've been experiencing these past few weeks, they're gonna come up. So it's just your job to observe them, to recognize them, to really see, okay, what's this trying to teach me? What am I here to learn? Where am I actually here to let something go? Where am I here to say bye-bye to something and then say hello to something new and more expansive? And that's really, that's what the spiritual journey is really. It's just a, a constant process of that. And that's why I love it. It always remains exciting to me. Even when, you know, I feel painful feelings. Like when I was on the solar eclipse, I was just feeling super overwhelmed that day. And I was just really, my mind was really getting to me that day. It was being very mean to me. And I was just watching what it was saying and all these different kinds of um, beliefs coming up of, you know, why... Why are you not, why are you not seeing this? Or why are you not um, allowing these new things in? And I could just see that my mind was kind of going back into that condemnation and that judgment of those feelings of shame coming up. And I had to remind myself that I'm not perfect and I'm not here to be perfect. It's totally okay to be feeling these things. And that's the only way we can transmute them is to be okay with your shame. I'm not saying you have to hold on to your shame. I don't encourage you to hold on to your shame, but you recognize that dense feeling that's living inside of you. And if it comes up, if something triggers it that makes that surface, then you recognize it. You become okay with it and you start rewiring in your happy, beautiful and peaceful self by self-soothing and saying to yourself that replenishing positive self-talk like it's okay you are worthy you are valuable you know using some of those affirmations but it's kind of a mixture and a play a balance of reminding yourself of the truth that you are lovable simply for being who you are that you do deserve good things that you are great that you have so much potential like it's okay you're doing great you've got this you can work through this you are healing you are always moving towards more expansiveness but also to be doing the converse, the kind of shadow work of really processing that pain. Like on the sofa during the solar eclipse, I was just feeling a lot of tension in my body and letting out a lot of emotion because I realized and I was kind of expressing and, and making a video to send someone just expressing and doing kind of a ceremony for us. But I realized through expressing and through spending time in reflection processing why I don't feel like that next chapter in my life is quite opening up yet until I do the, the inner work to let it in, I realized that a part of me had not really truly allowed myself to feel beautiful, like truly beautiful for a long time. Like I stopped wearing makeup ages ago and I just started wearing things like joggers and I started wearing fleeces because it was cold in England and I just, there was a part of me that just didn't really care about taking care of my appearance anymore. I just wanted to be comfy, I just wanted to be cosy, but a part of that was denying and um, not allowing myself to beautify myself, to feel glamorous, to 
take more care of my hair or to buy nice things like I bought this little tiara for myself which is rose quartz and rose quartz is associated with love love and self-love so I like that it's it's sitting right here it's so that I can infuse myself <laughs> with this energy but I really like it I think it's really cute but this is other, another example of allowing myself to spend and invest in myself as a way of saying that I love you and you deserve beauty you deserve to feel beautiful and a lot of purged emotions came up for me then um, but I invite you to really reflect on where in this example as well where are you not allowing yourself to feel beautiful where are you not allowing yourself to buy and invest in beautiful things for yourself like not just as a treat and not just as kind of retail therapy and you know compulsively shopping just because you want to get rid of an uncomfortable feeling but where have you from a place of love from a place of genuine care for yourself from a place of genuinely wanting to invest in who you are and your lifestyle just as much as you might invest in another person because you love them and because you adore them where have you not been allowing yourself to do that what is stopping you truly ask yourself what is stopping you and oftentimes when we are really becoming aware of these uh, repressed feelings of shame we might think back to our past and we might look at the story that we tell ourselves about oh it's because my parents never really um, loved me or it's because my parents re never really showed me um, how to feel like I'm good enough to make money or my parents never really made me feel comfortable and secure with handling finances or my parents didn't really give me the encouragement that I needed or you know all my friends made me feel this way we might start to really reflect and dwell on these different stories that come up but just as I mentioned in the weekly groceries talking about spiritual archaeology and why it's important to look at our past observe our past admire our past but not carry it with us and tell ourselves the same story over and over again because that's going to keep us in the same reality it is very vital and it is essential for us to, again, just simply in the now, in the present, become aware of the story that we attach to things. So for example, with me, I just have to become aware that just because I came from an environment where money always felt like a struggle and it never felt like money was enough, that does not mean that that's part of who I am now. That does not have to follow me to where I am going today. And you can also make the same choices about your life because there's so many different environments that we grow up in or situations that we find ourselves in, whether it's with your friends or your family or your partners, where we start to inculcate and absorb and, and really allow these things to become part of our identity without us even realizing. Like let's say for example, someone, someone cheated on you in your past and a friend was actually telling me about something that really triggered them lately and that they really felt like they were projecting this sense of mistrust onto someone that they had a really deep connection with because they said that they had incidents in the incidences in the past where they just couldn't trust people they they had dealt with liars in the past or they dealt with people that were manipulating them or people that just never really were loyal to them and so it's that past conditioning following us haunting us like a shadow like a ghost until we snap click crackle and pop and become aware of the ways in which they are still kind of playing out in our lives and the thing is that we can't bypass these patterns so it's okay to be where you are it's okay to have these unpattern these patterns of unworthiness or mistrust kind of following you but 
Just remind yourself, it's okay to have this here, but do I want to continue holding on to it? This is what we really mean when we say that we need to let go to let new things in. It's not just talking about, you know, decluttering your space so that you can make space for more new, new nice furniture or, or a new house. It, well, you can do that on a physical external level, but on the internal level of your internal world, we really have to observe how are these things manifesting now? How do these patterns keep playing out now? And not just override them by using the affirmations and then telling ourselves, it's fine, I'm happy, I'm positive all the time, but really doing the, the deep inner work to recognize where am I still being held back by my past? And how can I be so conscious and so present and observant in the now of myself and the ways these patterns play out that I dissolve them through my awareness? And so with that example with my friend, you know, it's just about becoming aware of, you know, that part of him, of that part of him that it caused a lot of tension and anxiety and upset and anger within him um, because he felt suspicious of, some, of this person that he felt connected to. And observing, you know, that tension or that lingering feeling of shame that I don't deserve someone that I can actually trust or I, I'm going to push away people because I don't trust in them. And really just noticing, you know, why am I still doing that? Why am I still being guided by feelings like mistrust or guided by feelings like fear, fear of getting close to other people or fear of really allowing other people in or fear of sharing my voice for fear that other people won't listen or fear of being fully seen in your authentic self because maybe you know you had experiences where it didn't really feel safe to be who you are I didn't say it didn't feel safe to say what's on your mind or say how you feel but that's your conditioned past self this does not have to follow you like a shadow wherever you go and even if these you notice these tendencies come up like you notice oh, I, I feel this tendency to people please and say yes even when I mean no or I feel this tendency within me to push away someone that's trying to get close to me because I don't feel like I can trust them you just notice this is why slowing down and reflecting and observing is incredibly powerful it's the most powerful thing you can freaking do on your spiritual journey because it only in those periods of reflection and contemplation and stillness and presence will we stop reacting and playing out old conditioned patterns of behavior like you can only transmute and dissolve your reactions of fear of mistrust or of feeling guilty for being who you are if you become very aware of them and how does it feel inside your body how does it feel inside your body usually it's a form of discomfort because that emotion that core emotion is still lodged inside of you in some way so I would say that to rewire your negative programs and really step into your greatness, it is a case of really identifying what is the underlying lingering feeling that is creating this discomfort and this tension within me. Is it an anxiety around money? Where does this manifest? Does it make you feel like your heart is beating if people talk about money or when you're starting to spend more money or you, see, you look at your bank account? Is that making your heart beat faster or is it making you feel kind of uncomfortable and scared? Or if you are starting to get close to new people or you're starting to make new connections with people, do you feel uh, kind of withdrawn? Do you close down? Do you not really divulge a lot about yourself? Or do you kind of uh, try to people please all the time and go outside of your body trying to accommodate other people? Or is it when you are, for example, in your job feeling anxious or feeling scared or feeling kind of ashamed of 
stepping up to the plate and performing a new task or doing that meeting or doing a new project that requires more risk, that requires more confidence, if that causes some sort of tension within you. If you kind of shy away from it being like, mm, I'm not sure I can do that, or that makes me feel really uncomfortable, or I don't feel good enough for that, notice. Notice if you are doing that. Just in that moment, introduce that conscious presence to recognize and observe, oh wow, it is very interesting that in this moment, my past conditioned self is trying to play the show here, is trying to be the main character. And in those moments, it's like our true, worthy, valuable self becomes part of the periphery, becomes part of the periphery, kind of like as a side character. And then it seems that our feelings of self-esteem or our, the version of ourself that is more scared and more frightened, that is more small and drawn into our lower nature of fear or of shame, kind of starts running the show and becoming the protagonist. But in truth, this is not the villain either. This is not, this is not a bad thing necessarily. This is just something that has kind of followed us around like a shadow because of our past experiences, because we've been moulded and shaped by what other people have told us that's true about ourselves or what we internalise about how other people feel about us or how our parents behave towards us or what our friends said that one time. And so this is not bad. We don't have to judge ourselves if this part of ourselves is kind of running the show in our lives. We simply have to become aware. Oh, wow. Okay. It's very interesting and curious that this past conditioned smaller self that feels less worthy that feels less valuable and is scared and frightened is trying to run the show here but because you are conscious and you are present with it you are totally with it and you are really reflecting on how this is manifesting in your behavior it is through that awareness that you actually start to dissolve that and we actually start to see that i don't need to do this anymore you don't need to subscribe to that anymore that does not have to be something that is in your reality anymore and not bypassing it, not trying to shoo it away, not trying to reject it as if it's something bad. Like I remember saying in last week's weekly groceries, the ego is not bad. It's just something that we have to see is not really in alignment with the truth of who we actually are. You know, this little side character, our truest self, our pure self that is connected to love, that is connected to their inner value is connected to beautiful abundance and we can really start living that role as the main character by seeing that this is non-value added anymore this is not the villain your small uh, unworthy feeling self is not the villain it might feel like it's holding you back but it's just something that we have to become aware of and we can really gain an understanding of how to let go of this by seeing that it was something that you internalized from your past. Maybe you internalized from your past that you can't trust people, that you can't trust people to be there for you because maybe people weren't supporting you in the ways that you needed. Or that you can't trust that money's gonna come to you because you were in an environment where money felt very tight or it felt very scarce. And just noticing, oh, I, I picked that up from there. I made that behavior my own. That belief system became my own truth the one that was in my family or the one that I picked up from my friends or the one I picked up from society that's telling me that I can't live my dream job, for example. And we see that the past conditioned self is shaped by all of these external, different distortions and beliefs from the world around us. But what is your truth? What is real and true to you? 
And that's really how we get in touch with our main character and play the role of and come home to the true self that is connected to that abundance, that is connected to trust, that trusts other people, that lets other people in, that allows themselves to invest in themselves, that allows themselves to feel like they can have goodness and greatness. That's how we get connected to our main character. So you have to identify what's that lingering feeling underneath. Is it shame? Is it fear? Is it anxiety? Is it tension? Where is this manifesting in my body? How does this feel inside of my body? Is it in my stomach? Is it in my chest? And then from that space, just observing it and becoming very quiet about, you know, what am I observing here? What is the thought system or the, the belief system and the thoughts that are accompanying this feeling? Like, I'm not deserving. I can't trust people. I'm no good at attracting relationships. I fuck up relationships or I'm not confident enough for this job or I'm not good enough for this person. What is the thought system that is manifesting in your mind that is accompanying this this suppressed feeling, becoming aware of these things, feeling the underlying shame or the anxiety or the fear or the guilt for being who you are. And then also becoming aware of how is this manifesting in my behavior right now? So another personal example is, hang on, I just want some tea, even though it's going to be cold. It's okay. Oh. Mm. I hope you're enjoying this tea as much as I am. Mm. Um, what was I saying? What was I talking about guys? I wish I had like a little uh, little mini elf. I've been watching a lot of Harry Potter lately so and I was feeling really sorry for Dobby um, that he was kind of hitting himself. That was, that's kind of like a really major example of unworthiness is Dobby the elf. I'm gonna use that as an example actually. Dobby the elf is an example of an entity, a thing, a person. Can I call him a person? Is an elf a person? Comment down below and let me know what you think. But it's a, he is an example of someone that has been so conditioned by a feeling of unworthiness, feelings of shame because his, his, as a servant, he was told, you're a bad elf. If you don't do what you're told, you're going to get punished for it later. Like I'll deal with you later. I'm gonna hit you, I'm gonna scream at you, I'm gonna shout at you, blah, blah, blah. You, you'll, never, you'll never amount to anything. You'll never do good in your life. Or yeah, yeah, right, you're never gonna escape from serving the Malfoys. And because that happened so many times, those feelings of shame were kind of transferred to him so many times. He felt so much resistance in him, so many times from other people telling him, you know, how to think, how to behave, what to feel, that it became habituated into his behavior to the point where he internalized what other people thought of him. He internalized how the Malfoys thought of him. He internalized that I'm a bad elf. I'm terrible, I'm useless, I'm unworthy. And to the point where he was actually hitting himself. If you've seen Harry Potter, I don't like watching him hit himself in these scenes because it's just terrible that he actually goes to the extent of banging his head on drawers. And I hope, I hope, I pray that if you're watching this, your unworthiness, your lingering feelings of unworthiness have not got to the extent that you have to bang your head on some drawers. But that's like a, uh, a uh, what do you call it? hyperbole, like a major significant uh, exaggerated example of how low self-esteem and unworthiness can, you know, manifest in your behavior. So Dobby the elf, 
he's been so conditioned by that and by those being around that energy and inculcating those kinds of beliefs about himself that he actually thought that it was true. He actually thought that I'm a bad elf. So for example, when Harry Potter tries to, you know, I think, is it he calls Dobby by his name or he does something nice for Dobby and Dobby is looking at him, he's like, really? But master, my master at home never lets me do this or no one ever really calls me by my name. I might just be making this up on the spot. There's, there's some sort of scene where Dobby is kind of being exposed to a new reality and being treated in a way that is more loving, that is more full of abundance, that is more uh, full of connection. And there's a part of him that is like, hang on, what? this feels really weird. This feels very unnatural. No one's ever, no one's ever allowed me to feel this way. And so for the first time, we get a glimpse of period of discomfort within him that's kind of like allowing in and accepting a new reality that is more expansive. Essentially, we get to witness on the screen Dobby stepping more into and getting closer to his greatness by allowing other people to treat him better, by being okay with that, even though he's like, no, no, Dobby must, Dobby must not do this, Dobby must not. I can't remember, guys, I can't remember what it is, my memory's failing me, I'm so sorry. But there's a point where Dobby is just not allowing that new sense of actual love and acceptance and non-judgment in. And I hope that we can reflect on this example to really see that if low self-esteem is not dealt with, then we are going to cling on to our smallness. We're not gonna allow people to be fully nice to us. We're not going to really attract those kinds of connections where we feel genuinely supported, heard, loved, and accepted, excuse me. And we will not really be able to do the things that we want and be our most true authentic selves. Because another example of, I really liked that example of talking about Dobby. And I also just love Dobby's name. Um, and the scene where Dobby is given a sock. That's just like a moment in the film that really melts my heart. Because he's like, Dobby's sock. <laughs> Whoever thought of that in the, in the, in, is it JK Rowling? Whoever thought of that is absolutely brilliant. Anyways, um, Another example of how unworthiness I've really been noticing is, has been manifesting for me is that when I've been practicing the weekly groceries, speaking more at length and doing longer videos, there is sometimes a part of me, the formerly unconscious self and unconscious thought patterns creeping in of what if this is too long? What if no one wants to listen to videos that are this long? What if this is boring? What if people lose interest because I'm talking at length and it's not a quick, concise video that I'm used to filming? And I'm really starting to become aware of, why is this here? How can I let go of this so that I can really step into my authentic self, make the videos that I want and believe that my voice deserves to be heard because I truly do believe that I'm here to transmit, that I am worthy of being heard. It's, it's my conscious self kind of saying, I deserve to have my ideas heard, you deserve to have your ideas heard, you deserve to be heard, you deserve to be seen and recognised for the full totality of who you are. And I can consciously say these things to myself, but it's about recognising where is that smallness still trying to creep in? Like where, where is that still trying, kind of manifesting through my behaviour? And I really had to become aware, okay, it's these thoughts that maybe people won't find this interesting all the way through or maybe this may not do well in the algorithm because it's a longer video but I have to tr stay true to myself and really understand that maybe that's coming from a place of 
not feeling like people wanted to listen to me in my past or that my ideas were not really worthy of being heard or that if I, for example, memories in the past where I expressed my thoughts or feelings and it was not really met with presence. And so maybe I internalise from those times that I'm not worthy of people's time or I'm not worthy of listening to. And it's about seeing those negative programmes now from a more expanded and uh, greater perspective to see that these no longer have to resonate with me. Like, no thank you. And just, you know, that's a really helpful way to put it actually, is saying, you know, to all of your negative programmes that you've accumulated, and I hope that through watching this you've been more, uh, starting to become more aware of the different negative programmes that have infiltrated your life and your behaviour, and a really great way to see this is to kind of see it in different areas of your life. How is it manifesting in your health? Do you feel worthy of, you know, taking care of yourself, investing in high quality foods and eating fruits and vegetables and going to exercise and doing nice things for your body? How does it manifest in your work life and in your business? Do you keep yourself small and not really feel like you deserve to release your own business or you release your own product or service and really step into your purpose or not go for that promotion? Does it manifest in your relationships in terms of not really allowing people to get close to you or getting so needy because you're afraid of people leaving you and going after people that are unavailable and if we see it in a holistic way and we really see how are these different things manifesting in different areas of our lives it makes it less overwhelming for one but you can also see that okay maybe these negative maybe there's a negative program still here that i need to look at and heal and work on or there's one here that i need to look at and work on so another example um, I know this is actually a really long weekly groceries, but I'm going to keep talking because I'm really enjoying myself here. Please like the video and comment down below if you're enjoying it as well. I really, the reason I love doing this is because I have, I have, I have notes here because sometimes my memory fails me and I, I really need to write down what, what, what's going on. Otherwise I'm going to um, become lost, but it's kind of like, this is a culmination of what I've been thinking about over the past week or so and what I the insights that I gained from the solar eclipse um, and so if we look at the different areas of our lives I'm gonna give you an example of mine in my love life and recently I had to really look at some lingering feelings of unworthiness surrounding how much I let love in so for example my partner is very complimenting of me he, he is really sweet and kind and always lets me know what he loves about me or really great things about me and at first my conscious self is like yes I I receive this willingly like thank you so much I really appreciate you being so sweet to me and encouraging me all the time and you know just adoring me but then it's like my subconscious self is competing the subconscious self that is not used to this that has not experienced this so so abundantly before kind of came creeping in and it started to get this it started to actually irritate me and it started to bother me that he was complimenting me so much because he's very vocal about it very expressive about it so this actually became something that i i made into an issue and i had to really examine this like why is it bothering me so much that he is complimenting me all the time because we have a very uh, expressive relationship we are very quick and keen to 
communicate with each other what's going on and if something's bothering us. I, I mentioned this to him and he was like, what do you want? Do you want me to compliment you less or what, what, what do you want me to do? Like, this is just who I am. This is just what I feel like saying. And I really had to become aware that there is a part of me, the previously unconscious self, that is not, is not used to this, that has not habituated into my reality and rewired into my reality this feeling normal, like someone being that loving to me, feeling normal, receiving that much kindness, feeling normal. And it was because he's incredibly present and very expressive about it, I have to, and I had to really become aware of how can I let that in? How can I allow that in? Because up until that point, I'd really seen myself as someone that has really worked on my feminine energy and being able to receive compliments, being able to receive goodness and say, you know, thank you so much. Like, I, I feel good and I'm, it's really lovely and sweet of you to recognize, you know, that, you know, you like my dress today or whatever. And that, kind of trigger that challenge presented itself for me to really see where are you still not letting love in where are you still not allowing yourself to hold greater capacities and uh, extents of loving presence into your life so I had to really look at that and see actually you know this is because my past conditioned self is still trying to compete for who is playing the main character here so the fact that it annoyed me so much is kind of like that transition period that I was talking about earlier. That gap between where our past conditioned self is acting from and where we actually belong. What is our true home? What is pure? What is in alignment with beauty, with love, with connection, with abundance? So I had to really see that this is causing tension in me. This is causing discomfort in me. I have to really reacclimatize myself to being okay with being adored that much, with being okay with having that deep intimacy, to be okay with having that level of loving presence in my life. And if I, you know, and if you keep going with this as well, if you keep on, you know, sitting with that discomfort, let's say you, you tend to push people away, and this is something that I believe I talked about in the other weekly groceries when I was in Egypt, um, talking about insecurities in your love life, you have to really become aware of where are you pushing away love? Like, do you push away people that are available? Do you push away people that are proactive and, you know, actively say how they feel about you and let you know how much they like you and are investing in you? If you are still pushing that away, you are operating from your past conditioned self that is accustomed to people rejecting you or people not really showing that much interest in you. And if you still operate from that space, and you want to attract a relationship where someone actually likes you back and adores you, you can only step into that reality and become the main character of that reality if you are to see how this is hindering you and where you are still clinging on to that reality because it feels familiar. That's the thing about all of this is that your past conditioned self is so accustomed to familiarity. Anything new is kind of scary. Anything new will irritate you. Anything new will bother you. That's why, for example, sometimes we get very triggered by other people's greatness. There's that insecure or jealous part of us that can get triggered by other people showing up for who they truly are and expressing themselves so boldly and unapologetically. Or we might even be triggered by seeing other people be that happy. And I can say this from experience that I've actually had to process feelings of envy of seeing other people being at places where I am currently not. And it's only through my reflection and 
continuous self-acceptance that I recognize that just because other people have these things too does not mean you're exempt from this and you know be happy for them there's enough to go around for everyone there is not lack in this world just because other people have uh, greatness does not detract away from your own greatness there's truly God is so fucking giving God is so generous the universe is so generous that there is truly enough to go around for everyone it's just that we have to really reconnect back to that abundance and believe that it is everywhere that it is within us we just have to do our best to show up every single day and become aware of the blockages to that why are you still blocking off love why are you still pushing people away that actually are interested in you why are you still pushing uh, people away like a new tribe from coming in because you are still playing small and settling for connections and friendships that don't resonate with you anymore or where are you still trying to cut corners with your finances and not really taking more risks and investing more and believing that the money's going to replenish itself all of these different things all these different examples are reflections of how we can start rewiring those negative programs and dissolving them letting them go without judging ourselves and being like oh you know this is here this is something i have to deal with because life is life is so abundant in the lessons that it gives as well that it's always going to show you opportunities to heal it's always going to show you areas in your life where you still need to show yourself some more kindness and show yourself some more love to actually allow yourself to feel that much greatness because another example of this before i wrap up this weekly groceries is there's a part of me that has been very hesitant again it's it's what i really noticed about this is that it's it's a com competition competition in a way between your subconscious conditioned self with all of its habits with all of you know it's putting down or self-deprecation or of not really feeling uh, deserving enough to be that that great or to have that lifestyle or to be that confident to be that radiant it's that subconscious part of ourselves that smallness within us nothing wrong with it nothing bad about it it's just simply not who we are it's something that we have to let go of that is something that will compete with your conscious self so in this example I have recently as I mature into a woman and I really feel that this is time for me to upgrade to the next level in terms of my lifestyle my expression who I am of fully showing up as a goddess in this world I realized that there was still some discomfort in me with seeing myself as a goddess as if maybe that label is not for me it was kind of like a, an imposter syndrome if you will but it's kind of something that I really had to look at and see that is there a part of me that's not allowing myself to fully shine and see myself and be okay with and reacclimatize to and allow it to feel natural and easy and graceful to see myself in this way to feel this energy coming through me as a goddess and I ask you the same question do you allow yourself to connect to your inner godliness or goddessliness? I don't know if that's a word, but it is now. Do you allow yourself to connect to that? Do you allow yourself to see yourself as being part of that God energy, of being part of that divinity? Because I noticed in myself that it kind of seemed, it kind of seemed like, oh, maybe I have some more work to do to get to that space. Or maybe it's too arrogant or conceited to see myself in that way and to claim that and to fully remember my greatness. And if you've been stuck in that space of, you know, your smallness or your lack 
purely because your mind isn't being mean to you or because you are still trying to heal something from your past experience, then it's time for you to awaken to your true nature. It's time for you to see where you are playing small and realize that you don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to subscribe to that. No one said you had to stay there. No one is holding you in place saying you have to stay small. You have to stay in a mentality of lack. You are a sovereign being and you can always choose the way that you see things in your life and the way that you feel about yourself and the amount that, of goodness that you let into your life. You are always in control of that, truly. So I had to really allow myself to feel and know and remember that there is a goddess within me just as much as there is a god and goddess dwelling within you that is waiting to come forth in this world and be a fucking force to be reckoned with that has beautiful ideas to bring to this world a beautiful essence to bring to this world and truly believe that feel that know that and the only way you can really acclimatize to that being your reality to that being inculcated into your being and into your expression is by becoming aware of what's stopping you from stepping into that is there fear fear that you're not confident enough yet fear that you're not ready for that yet fear that you couldn't be as great as other people fear that you're not going to be rich again it all comes down to fear really fear is what holds us back but can you recognize that can you recognize that clinging onto your smallness because yes it's safer to be here it's safer to just live a mediocre life where you kind of are not that kind to yourself it's safer here just to kind of play out the patterns that maybe your parents did or cling on to a lack mentality because it means that you have to take less risk in exposing yourself. It means you have to take less risks in finance and business and of really going after your purpose. It is safer to stay here not really allowing that much love into your life and not getting close to people because that requires more vulnerability. It requires you to open yourself and open your heart. So yes, in many ways, the past condition self keeps us very, very safe because it's familiar. Maybe you grew up around that. You grew up around kind of a mediocre life where it didn't really feel like money or, or love or genuine emotional support was easy to come by. But that's not who you are anymore. That might have been a part of your journey at one time, but where you are going next, it, it's, it's time to let go of it so that it doesn't follow you. Because where you are headed next is into remembering your greatness. That's what spirituality really is, is remembering your inner greatness and remembering that you are always connected to that and that you really do and can live a life of luxury, of opulence and of beauty if you are to only see that beauty inside of yourself. Truly, that's why the spiritual journey is so individual, it's so unique to every person, it's because we are all on a journey of remembering and connecting back to our inner greatness, our inner beauty and our unique essence of what we are meant to do in this world and who we came here to be, our most raw and authentic selves. Not the small self that is clinging onto fear of not being able to make enough money or fear that your business will fail or fear that people are gonna leave you or fear that you know, you're gonna get hurt by other people. That smallness is not destined to stay a part of your reality. I really hope that you know that and you recognize that within yourself. As we unfurl and we allow in spring, what dead leaves 
need to decompose in your life? What things need to wither away? What kinds of belief systems, feelings and thought patterns are you still holding on to that you tell yourself over and over again that you can actually become aware of right now? Maybe you tell yourself that you don't really have any good skills or that no one would want to buy your stuff or that no one really want to hear what you have to say or that other people are going to hurt you. What kinds of things are you telling yourself and become conscious of them right now? Reflect on them right now because that is the magic and the gold in which you will see where you are still clinging onto your smallness so that you can actually let go of it and let go of not only those thought patterns from your past conditioned self, but also the behaviors that come with that. So that, for example, in my life, as I've been telling you these examples in this video, so that I can invest in myself, invest in luxury items because I allow myself to feel wealthy. I allow myself to feel abundant. I allow myself to feel like money is going to replenish and rege regenerate itself effortlessly with ease and grace. Or I, I tell myself and I allow myself to feel like I am worthy of inculcating and absorbing and remembering the love that other people are trying to reflect at me and the love that, for example, my partner is trying to give to me. All these different things. This is how we let the love in. This is how we start experiencing a more expanded reality. So, on that note, that was a fucking awesome weekly groceries, if I do say so myself. I'm going to allow myself to say that and I thank you, God, today for allowing me to be a channel and a transmitter for that message because that felt potent. Sometimes, if I don't film a video in a while, I find that coming back onto the camera can cause a bit of, oh, I don't know what I'm going to say or... I hope this goes well, but I sit down with the camera with you and there, a rainbow pours out of my mouth. Let me just quickly check my notes to make sure I haven't forgotten anything. Um, do, 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 reacclimatize into your greatness so that your greatness becomes habituated. It becomes normal to you. It becomes normal for you to see money entering your bank account. It becomes normal for you to spend money on yourself. It becomes normal for you to experience synchronicity. It becomes normal for you to be able to quickly ground yourself if you're experiencing a very intense and heavy reaction. It becomes normal for you to allow yourself to be heard. And that's what, for example, my YouTube channel has really helped me with and I am going to ask you right now what is something that you can do to help you remind you of your greatness or help you train yourself to remember your greatness for example my YouTube has really been so fucking helpful in helping me to remember and really awaken my throat chakra in that I am very expressive about my ideas now this has given me an outlet to really work on believing that my ideas, they are here to be received by people. I am here to be received by people and to become more okay with being received by other people so that I eventually become confident and steadfast in that. And I'm gonna ask you similarly, what is something that you can help, that can you can do to help you train in remembering your greatness? It might be at work asking for a promotion or asking to take on more responsibility that previously you would have shied away from or allowing yourself to take things to the next level in your business. Another example of this is 
the different um, the different ways in which um, I've really allowed myself to grow um, in terms of my capacity to share ideas. Like in the beginning, my videos were very I was kind of shy. You can go and watch them. I was very quite awkward, and you could tell I wasn't that confident on the camera yet. And that's how you know those behaviours were manifesting in my past unconditioned self that wasn't used to people to people listening to me talk about my ideas or really express myself in that way and then slowly over time I'm, I'm, I, be I built the confidence and I said to myself I want to make longer videos like the weekly grocery so that I can practice this this being in the flow state so that I can practice transmitting ideas and then it moved to doing lives doing more YouTube lives and doing live streams so that I can become more confident doing things impromptu spontaneous on the fly and eventually I did my first women's circle the other day and we had some technical difficulties but I grounded myself and trooped on anyway and that was another upgrade to the next level of stepping into my greatness, allowing myself to go there, challenging myself to make that leap so that I'm not stuck in the cogs of the negative programs that are keeping me experiencing a reality where I'm not really taking any risks and I'm not going out of my comfort zone. And then, you know, the next step will eventually be doing group courses and doing live classes and then maybe doing one day live events. I don't know how far it will go, but I'm starting to see the horizons for myself. And I actively encourage you to also see the horizons for yourself. That there is so much you are yet to experience. There is so much abundance that you are yet to experience in this life. If you keep going on the spiritual journey, if you keep letting go of those... Uh, inner feelings of unworthiness or shame or fear that keep cropping up and you just start transmuting them by following the processes that I've shared with you in this video then the sky is the limit the sky well no the sky is not the limit there is heaven heavenliness awaiting you and that's what Jesus said is that the the kingdom of heaven is within you is that there is no limit to your expansiveness there is no limit to your greatness if you so choose to see and feel and connect to your inner godlike essence. So, I do believe that that is going to conclude this weekly groceries. Let me just double check. There's nothing else. Yeah, I, I feel like I mentioned everything that I wanted to, to discuss with you this week. I've had an absolute blast. This has probably been... I'm going to say it, it's been my favourite weekly groceries. I haven't even noticed the temperature of my fingers right now because I've just been kind of focused on being here and talking to you, but I'm actually really cold. I'm actually really cold and the screen, the screen has been rather dark for a really long time. I've just been kind of looking you right in the eye. And this has also been the longest weekly groceries. We've done like a full on masterclass here essentially, but thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate, you know, if you made it all the way through and you've listened to all of this and you've hung out with me, thank you so much for being here. Please comment down below your own experiences with unworthiness, what you feel like you need to let go of. Where is your past conditioned self holding you back from your greatness? And how are you going to tangibly start noticing the ways in which these behaviours are manifesting in your life so that you can choose differently? So there's the, the overview to all of this is awareness of those old conditioned negative patterns of mistrust or doubt or lack and then 
being okay with this discomfort with choosing something new, with allowing yourself to reacclimatize to something new so that you can open yourself up more, open up to new opportunities, take more risks. That's something else that will help you break free as well. It's taking more risks in your life. Thank you so much for being here. I fucking love you. And I hope you have an exquisite rest of your day. Bye bye. <laughs>